Soccer FM is written and produced by Stephen Mill and Ray Bradshaw and is in association with pieandbovro.com. Hello and welcome to Soccer FM, Scotland's funniest football podcast with me, Stephen Mill, and you, Ray Bradshaw. Hello. Coming up on this week's show, a full SPFL roundup. We're joined by a Levy stalwart as well. A look ahead to the week coming in Scottish football, including the Scottish Cup last 16. And we piece together our careers after last week's live show. <laughs> it's Sunday the 3rd of February. We are not live on Facebook. No. Thanks to everyone who retweeted, shared and liked last week's episode. Thanks for the comments on pineborrow.com as well. Thanks to everyone who came along to the live show. More on that in a wee second. And if you Want to get in touch with anything for us this week? You can do so at Scott Soccer FM on Twitter. You can search for us on Facebook. Just search for Soccer FM in the search bar. Give the page a like as well. You can also subscribe on iTunes and follow us on SoundCloud and listen on a multitude of different podcast applications that I know nothing about. No. See, see where you're at it. If you are listening to us on a podcast application that we don't know nothing about or iTunes and that, give us a wee rating. Yes Rate us a wee 5 out of 5 Aye, aye give us a 5 star rating aye, aye, Not aye, aye, A rating This is like when the Uber drivers ask for 5 and I give them 4 yeah. So aye, do what you want What's your Uber rating? Uh, I'll check Yeah, uh, My Uber rating's not as high as it should be Because well, I, I think I've been tarnished by somebody I used to keep When I was having house parties and I wanted people rid of them I would just phone them an Uber And then uh, they would like to take them home And I would just pay for it if I could get rid of them yeah, And I think a I couple of them were spewed right, So okay. my Uber rating is Oh, come on, it's loading up. Um, 4.78. What are you on? 4.71? Yeah, I don't even know how that's happened. I've never had any issues with Uber drivers whatsoever, apart from stupid ones. It's because you do that. You're <clears> the only <throat> person I know that's done this split fare. Yeah. You right. maybe split a £3 fare before. <laughs> oh, I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, to be fair, it's my flatmate uh, who... Um, who's right into that he's like right fair split fair split let's fair split every time we get in an Uber so it's a very uh, good impression it's a shame people don't know him I know my, my wee flatmate kiddo yeah so I oh, he had to help me out yesterday because as we'll get to a wee bit later on I was at the rugby yesterday but I was absolutely smashed I was steaming what time were you drink, started drinking at? <clears throat> had my first pint at quarter to eleven so train through train through yeah first pint quarter to eleven and yeah, just absolutely gone. You drink at the, the game as well. Drink at the game as well. Got the um, train back afterwards to Glasgow. Uh, got back, you know, all very hazy memories. Uh, one thing I was reminded of uh, was that my flatmate had to help me put tomato sauce on my plate because, <laughs> uh, quote, I couldn't work it. <laughs> <laughs> was that a sachet or a squeezy? It was a squeezy ball. Oh, that's a low point. A squeezy ball, yes. What so, are we having? Uh, I got um, a McDonald's. I nice. got a Uber Eats delivery, Did so you? I got the second mention of Uber on the show. <laughs> uh, Our new sponsor, Soccer <laughs> FM Show One Hundred and One with Uber, <laughs> uh, and yeah, I, I got one of the uh, the Big Mac Grand or Grand Big Macs with bacon. So what's that? Is that a new double Big Mac or something? They're like the size of a quarter pounder, but a Big Mac, Ooh. and it had bacon on it as well, and inhaled it. Apparently. Did you have nugs? <laughs> you don't. You don't. Do you have? I go, I go for Chicken Select on the yeah, side. I can tell he's making money, can't you? How do you Well how I, I don't like chicken nuggets though We've hey, been through this before know, And then weird. I tried them I tried them Did you When did you try them Oh About a month ago How was it Just average Like chicken selects Are so much better They're so much better They're a higher quality of meat <laughs> They are like, you, like I'm not turning Jamie Oliver on you here Like for a start I'm not taking Fucking diet advice For <laughs> someone's Whose BMI is double mine So like I'm not going Jamie Oliver But chicken selects Are infinitely better McNuggets 
I might have chicken slicks later, right, and I'll yeah. get back to you. They are really good. Um, yeah, you can just stay up and watch Super Bowl tonight. I'm a f- absolutely no interest <laughs> whatsoever. No interest. Just like I didn't have much interest at the rugby. So how did you end up there? <clears throat> because about well, when the tickets went on sale, my dad, uh, I was home, and my dad was like, "Great, I've got your tickets for the Six Nations." I went. I don't, I don't really want to go to the Six Nations. <laughs> uh, so I've got tickets for the game yesterday against Italy and the one next month against Wales. Oh, so you got another one? Yeah. But the actual day out is good. And you have to go, unfortunately, you have to go to the rugby during that. It was a good, I watched the first half, it was good. I don't know what's going on. I've, yeah, got, no interest, yeah. I've got no interest in what's going on. Like, it's good. I, I like Scotland winning. Yeah. Like I, I support Scotland at anything. Who's your favourite player? You got a favourite player? Oh, Finn Russell. <laughs> He's, he's feisty, isn't he? Fair to him. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, got, I got caught uh, in the pub beforehand. My dad and I were coming for Dunfermline and I was coming for Glasgow. I was early. And <clears throat> I managed to get a decent space in the pub. Stood next to a couple of guys. Uh, had the full sort of Scottish paraphernalia on. Had tartan scarves and all the rest there. And uh, they were like... Hey mate, um, we're just you know we're up supporting Scotland. You know, you know we're from Scotland originally. Like, this chat, I'm like, all right, good. And uh, he was like, so what do you what, what do you reckon about today? Then do you think we've got a decent chance? I don't think we've got a decent chance. <laughs> uh, but no, you're, I, I, you're playing Ireland. Yeah, yeah. No, I was like, you're not looking for the big game, yeah. Uh, no, so I was like, yeah, just sort of give it a generic answer. I was like, yeah, you know, we're at home. I mean, hope we get some touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, you know, just sort of general chat. And then he was like, yeah, well, you know, problem is the flanker, you know. <laughs> who's play, who's going to play tight head prop? And I was like, good question, mate. A very good question. So I'll just leave you to it. I've got a story about a tight head prop, but I, I think it's incredibly libelous. Right, okay. Well, let's not do that after Look, the I'll lie. put it this way. One of the Scotland players uh, was seeing one of my mates. Right. Uh, asked her for a naked picture. She went, no, and he dumped her. Good. But I'm not saying which one. Right, okay. Because you can batter fuck him. Yeah, <laughs> well, exactly. Honest. Yeah, they're all very large people. So, uh, apart from Greg Laidlaw, because he's a. Uh, you know another one? I know, I know. He's the captain. He, yeah. Do you know that he was on Celtics books when he was younger? Was he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently. As a footballer, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just uh, converted for, uh, for, <laughs> for Celtic. Uh, so let's not talk about people converting to play for Celtic. <laughs> no, actually, let's not. That was a slip of the tongue. Sorry about that. So, uh, yeah, we will talk about football. And then, let's go live show. Live yeah. show last week. So. Thank you to everyone who came. I mm-hmm. think there was something like 178, 188 people in there in total. Nice. Um, and thank you to everyone who came. It was honestly one of the best two hours of my life. It was great because there was there was hassle before it. We're not going to we're not going to go into detail, but there was hassle before it. So we were meant to have someone uh, who's a current football manager. Yeah. And on half eleven on the Sunday morning, he phoned me, um, and when. I can't do it. I might be signing two players today. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. And the thing I've learned, so we, me and Stephen worked on a show for three years now. Uh, the thing I've learned is about Stephen is he does not deal well with stress at all. No, I just like things to work. So I phoned you and I went, right, so and so's pulled out. What can we do? And for a minute, all you said was, oh, fuck. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Fuck And I was I was throwing names out to you I was like I could text this person I could ask someone to ask this And you were just like Fuck And I went I'll phone you back mate like, <laughs> I'll deal with this Yeah To be fair You did very well you did And it worked so. Craig Brown Right so our first guest Was Craig Brown Who is one of our dream guests Yeah And um, surprisingly attainable But yeah. Incredible I'd been speaking to someone The night before um, <laughs> And it was uh, I was hosting a sportsman's dinner and there was a speaker called John Gagan, who you might have seen. Who's yes, very, very good, very good. And I was telling him what I was doing the, the next day, and I was saying Craig Brown was on the speaker, and I was, he was like, oh, he's great, he'll be really good. And I was like, what's he like talking about 
being a shagger because yeah. obviously that's shag, right, yeah shagger broom yeah and so he was like mm, you can be a wee bit funny about it, actually you should maybe just give him a heads up before he might say yes or no but i would probably say to him i wouldn't spring it upon him and i was like right okay so before it i actually forgot um, because he was, te- he was telling his other stories He was telling loads of these amazing stories backstage So I forgot to like ask him And I was like right okay so we brought him out on stage Well <laughs> Well just just about yeah we thought he died Like like in, in the back Because he took ages uh, Forgetting he was what 78 78 now so He eventually got ambled up onto the stage And we say uh, Within the first 10 seconds He went lovely ladies in the front row here so i was talking like, about <laughs> my mom <laughs> so basically craig brown tried to shag my mom so yeah. uh, and then it, from then on it was but just... then i was like craig i was like that's just to let you know that is my mom and if you uh, just scan slightly to the right that is my dad as well but his line <laughs> reply to you was incredible he went that's your mom she doesn't look old enough to be your daughter and yeah. i was like brown's on fire and i literally went oh, okay so it's true you're a shagger and then from then on he was meant to be on stage for 25 minutes he did 55 minutes yeah of just these insane stories and we're going to try put out episode 100 as a live show but we're not sure what we can use see that's the thing this is why you should come to the live shows because there's a lot of stuff that we can't put out for legal reasons and we're being serious and we're definitely being serious with our second guest we had Willie Kinnebron who numerous players that we've spoke to have said he's the most mental person they've ever had in a dressing room some of his stories were incredible. Yeah, they were so good. Like, uh, and he was obviously he was a last minute replacement as well. Yeah. So, uh, considering they came in, and he'd never done anything like that no. before as well. So he'd, he'd never ne- done any public speaking. Yeah, and, and he, came he got on. up and just started tell- telling the story about when he changed Jackie McNamara's um, Reggie plates to say "I blow dogs." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just and then he was like, "Yeah, that happened." And the thing was, I I had been told so many stories by different people. I was reminding him of things he'd done. He was like, oh yeah, I forgot I did that. I forgot I did that. A great story good. about him and Chris Dillon going up the Shank Hill Road in Belfast. That, yeah, that is good. Honestly, so we will, the plan is to do another live show, m- maybe just the end of the season or something. Yeah, we might do one in Edinburgh because we think that's probably fair. Yeah. So if you are an East Coast wanker, and you want us to come towards you uh, let us know if you've got any other suggestions or places for us to go you want us to come towards them <laughs> like uh, sort of just you know I was, I was rumbling some, towards uh, them just, like just some a joust of, some sort of disease we'll get a horse uh, yeah. but yeah so, thank you for everyone who came I ended up very drunk after oh so did I actually I was very very drunk after I was out till midnight I was I was about 11 and I was um, maybe a wee bit earlier but I, I, I did have to work the next day at five yeah. o'clock in the morning. I had, so. Well, I was getting a new kitchen put in, not a euphemism. And yeah. uh, eight a.m. they came in, and I was hanging, oh, and God. they just started banging solidly for ages. And also, that's my house, so I can't go well, anywhere. They, they, those sort of joiners, ah, they yeah. came in and started banging. Yeah. Aye, I've they, seen that plot I'd, before. I paid them two hundred quid though. We had yeah. uh, filmed them. Yeah, I don't fake, know fake taxi home afterwards, obviously. <laughs> so, uh, right, let's. Uh, th- as I say, thanks to everyone who came last week. But let's move on uh, to the football. This is episode one hundred and one. Uh, so let's start on Friday night. One of the performances of the weekend in the Premiership, I would say. Anyway, uh, Hearts two one win at Kilmarnock, and uh, Sean Clare, Stephen Naismith, Kelly Oldboy getting the goals, and then Jordan Jones pulling one back for the penalty spot. Just before half time, it was a absolutely classic Craig Levine performance. Yes, but the the key thing is Hearts are getting their spine back. Mm-hmm. So you've got Bear come back, Suter who signed a new deal, yep. uh, Naismith, uh, I'm still waiting. Peter Haring, I think he's been out a little bit. Yeah, but they've won eighteen out of the twenty two games Stephen Naismith has played this season. That's quite good. That's. Pretty good, yeah. Man. That's quite a good record. 18 of the 22 podcasts just, we've done have been shit, yeah. <laughs> no, pretty much as a ratio. Uh, so that does pose the question had Naismith 
not been injured, would Hearts still be in this title race? <clears throat> well, we talked about this at the start of the season and that would they have enough depth to go? And it was that spine. And that that answer was no. Yeah. So, yeah, they did well on Friday night. And they've also lost Jimmy Dunn as well, who was a great player for them as well. Yeah, Kilmarnock huffed and puffed, I thought, second half. Uh, but, you know, Hearts just managed to do what Craigleveen teams do and shit-faced it for the entire yes. second half. And they held out. And they were 2-1 winners down at Rugby Park. Right, let's move to Saturday. It was a big battle at the bottom between Brian Rice's Hamilton and Dundee. And it was a 90-second minute equaliser. Darian McKinnon... Lovely deflection. ...grabbing a very, very late goal. And that might be very important as well. It keeps Hamilton above both Dundee and St Mirren. And uh, it was Scott Wright who signed on loan for Dundee uh, just on deadline day. Numerous clubs, including Thistle, were in for him. And, and Dunfermline. It was Dunfermline for him as well. Yes. Uh, so... It was 1-1 in the end uh, down at Hamilton. And uh, what do you think, Brian Rice? Big fan of him already. Did yeah. you hear what happened the last 15 minutes yesterday? I didn't. 4-2-4. Four, four. Excellent. Fucking love that. That's what, that's what I like to <laughs> The see. minute I heard that, I was like, he's the man for me. I, uh, I Me and my mate uh, did the same course at uni, uh, Stirling Uni, and uh, we ended up talking to Brian Rice on a regular basis because that's where Falkirk used to train so you just chat to him so we used to go down and sometimes just watch their training because we're obviously sad yeah. and uh, he was like co- you lads not shagging yeah. <laughs> no Brian no, no Brian. we're watching Falkirk doing <laughs> defensive drills uh, so then <laughs> Brian Rice would come over and one day he just started talking to us and then he used to play with them one and he found out we're the right, okay. fans uh, so we just started chatting away so uh, good luck to him um, and uh, just out of interest as a complete side note Alan Maitland the Hamilton chairman was <laughs> at the live show last yeah. week so I don't know if we influenced Martin Canning sacking why well, there's a bit when I come on stage and I say Hamilton's not a real team it's just like Millport it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's just it, a figment of your imagination he took it in good uh, good spirits anyway so it was a good uh, point for Brian Rice yesterday considering uh, it could have been at zero see at the live show when we found the one Clyde fan Mm-hmm. I, I could not get one certain player out of my head yeah, <laughs> like, I was I like can't say this 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 and you didn't have that information to have no so wait, there, nice. yeah, so, uh, uh, it was also a big game at Easter Road yesterday Neil Lennon dearly departed now as well but Aberdeen putting in a pretty decent performance uh, coming from behind with goals from Considine and Mackay Stephen uh, Mackay Stephen also missing a penalty as well in the second after half. turning down a move to New York I know exactly what a what an absolute whopper I mean that, that's, Mad, a, isn't it? that's a shocker so uh, where the Hibs go for here then who do you think is going to be the new manager it's a tough one because we're saying about all kinds of different applications have been coming in Stubbs obviously is interested yes. in it as you can imagine because he doesn't have a job He's yeah he came out very early they're talking about I saw Mark Warburton linked recently as well like, yeah. I'll go at the manager ops just now and see Strachan was getting mentioned but I doubt that will happen I really really doubt they'd be able to get Strachan have we got the latest odds here um, right, so I did not expect this person to be the favourite on this. Okay. Um, Paddy Power are running twenty-three to ten on Simon Grayson. Right. Okay. Who left Bradford City in the eighteenth of May? Um, so just over just over twenty-one for him. Yep. Stubbs is second favourite, three to one, and then John Doolan, who is Accrington Stanley, but he was previously. Oh, someone's manager. I can't remember who he was. Hasn't he been there for ages, though? Accrington Stanley. Yeah, like, he's, he was he's with been... someone else before. Let me find you. Yes, I read you this this morning. Um, John Doolan. He was someone's assistant or something like that right, in okay. Scotland. And he's been there. Um, other one, Paul Heckenbottom, um, former Leeds manager. Um, ah, John Doolan was first team coach under Stubbs. 
Right. That's okay. who it was. And then if you go down, Stubbs is three to one, Dylan seventy two, Strachan seventy two, Tommy Wright seventy two. He would be an amazing appointment. I don't think. My sixteen to one. You've got David Unsworth and right. Martin Canning, right. and twenty to one. Fucking Chris Coleman. <laughs> is he not in China? Still? Yeah. And twenty to one also Owen Coyle, who I think could be an outside bet for that. Scott think, Gemmell, Davy Moyes, be, twenty to one. I think Owen Coyle would be uh, an atrocious appointment. I'm up for it. Be a good laugh. So Gary Caldwell, thirty three to one. Uh, no, he's well, turned a corner. He has turned a corner. Yeah, you don't want to get shot at Gary Caldwell. No, right? no, no, we'll get to that in a wee second. Uh, but let's. Wait, who do you think will end up there? Uh, I have no idea. They ha- they do have history of appointing people outside the box a wee bit, of him, so it's probably somebody like. Paul Heckingbottom, whoever yeah. the fuck he is. Great name. Uh, so there he is. Uh, so we'll find out in the next wee while, surely. Uh, Rangers, 4-0 winners against St Mirren. Oh, just before we finish, Aberdeen uh, losing two big players yesterday, Joe Lewis and Sam Cosgrove. Sam Cosgrove, top scorer, Joe Lewis went off with a nasty head injury. So they might be a team that um, will struggle to kind of um, mm. have a big squad depth because well, they've sent out a lot of the players like... Bruce Anderson and Scott Wright out on loan to get game time. So I think that could come back to haunt them. Good thing, though, with Joe Lewis, if it's a head injury, goalkeepers don't generally head of the ball. No, he'd have a gash in his face. Aye. His eye. Aye, that's fine, though. He doesn't head of the ball very often, so that's all right. I know, but that's not the reason he wouldn't play. We're all happy. Rangers 4 0 winners against <laughs> St. Mirren yesterday. Uh, that wasn't. Not much to talk about. That, that wasn't most of the story, though. I'm, I'm loath to spend too much time on this uh, because it's been done to death. I haven't seen the penalties. I've only seen stills. Stills, yes. Same. So I can't really comment. Uh, but yeah, four penalties. Andrew Dallas giving them all. And uh, if more people could make the jokes about falling over on a night out and Andrew Dallas giving a penalty to Rangers, that would be great. I had a good one about how Super Bowl weekend was ruined in Scotland by Dallas Cowboys, yeah. which was a nice pun. Well, that was that was great. Um, I got um, into a bit of trouble on Twitter because I said this is the most penalties Rangers have had since the HMRC. Yeah. <laughs> your, your trolling of Rangers fans continues and uh, the death <laughs> threats continue to roll in for you. I didn't have one in that one. That's a... That must have been a bit mild. I've had them in the last two anti-Rangers ones. So oh, that's pretty good. Uh, Tavernier getting a couple of the goals from the spot. Defoe as well. Ryan Kent uh, sort of... Uh, Tavernier r- missing a pain as well. Yeah, which uh, doesn't happen very often. So it was 4-0 uh, to Rangers at Ibrox yesterday. And it was quite interesting the way they've set up Rangers because they went into the diamond in midfield yesterday. So it was like, so they could play Morelos and Defoe yeah. when it hadn't really worked last time. So they, they tried it again. But on Wednesday, they play Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. So it's whether they're going to go back to 4-3-3 and or they are going to try this diamond against them. That is the big test because obviously, no offence, St Mirren. It was only St Mirren they were playing at home yesterday. So Mirren gone through a lot of changes <clears> as well. Eleven players signed. Yeah, the mostly guys that maybe have competed in Eurovision. Yeah, like, I think so. Yeah, Vladkley and Corbu and Muzek and Nazon and. Albania, yeah, the Latvian jury, yeah, all of that. They're, they're, they're all involved. Uh, hello, Riga, uh, and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, finished 4 0 uh, to Rangers yesterday at Ibrox. Right, next up on the show, we are going to speak to a Livingston stalwart. I'm pleased to say that we have Keegan Jacobs on the line. How are you doing, Keegan? Yeah, doing great. Excellent. So, uh, listen, uh, we will get to your testimonial and stuff. I know you can't speak too much about it uh, because of all the laws and all the rest of it. Ray, you're heavily involved with it. We'll get to that a wee bit later on. Yep. Though. In terms of uh, this weekend, though, uh, disappointing yesterday. You weren't in the squad, but it's not too serious, you told me, yeah? No, not too serious. Um, just had a, a, a tight calf. Uh, I'm hoping next few days that will have resolved. Do you know, do you know I think it's mad, Keegan? Because at one point you will retire and... If you've got a tight calf, you're still going to need to go to work. Like, do you not think that's weird that right now you could just get out of things? We're going, ah, oh, 
A wee bit of a strain. Ah, uh, as it's crazy. Uh, but I'm trying not to to think too much about retiring right now. <laughs> yeah, which are you? Twenty eight, twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah, so that's that's thinking it. Hopefully, our retirement uh, is not too soon. Uh, no. Exactly. See how it is your testimonial year. Do you ever think about? Is it is that made you spark? You know, what am I going to do once I retire? Um, I've actually thought about this for a, a good number of years. Obviously, when you're younger, like 22, 23, you're just thinking, oh, I was playing football forever, but yeah. 20, 25, 26, that was in the back of my head. I was like, how do we thought? But still now, I'm not sure what, what I'm going to do. I've, I've thought of a few, like a few different like routes I could go down, but still... Still no idea. Is, is one of them? Would you ever go back to cricket? Because you represented Scotland under 15s. <laughs> uh, no, if, uh, if I was going to say sport, it'd, it'd be football. I uh, wouldn't go back to that. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to be like the new Andy Gorham. Uh, like, w- w- the <laughs> w- were you a bowler or a, a batsman? Yeah, a bit of both, to be honest. Uh, all rounder. Like Freddie Flintoff. Yeah. Excellent, yeah. So that's, This is the most cricket chat we've ever had. <laughs> we've and, that, had and, and that's me out of cricket chat. Yeah, that's me done. So, uh, uh, yeah. Cricket chat's not very interesting, to be honest. Let's go to the game yesterday then. Uh, slightly disappointing for the team, but, you know, if you're taking the season overall, if somebody had said to you at this point in time, you are where you are, you'd have snapped your hand off for it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, before the season, if anyone said we'd be in this position, yeah. Uh, yeah, if, uh, looking at it, we'd have taken it, but <clears throat> given the start we had to the season, I think uh, very disappointing at the weekend for us. Yeah, thirty points by this point must have been an absolute dream. Because how how was it over summer? Because it must have been quite an odd thing when David Hopkins left, and then you weren't sure what was going to happen. There was players leaving and stuff like that. Were you already contracted to the club for the next season? Yeah, I was already uh, contracted to the to the club for this year. Um, but yeah, when all the changes started happening, I. Yeah, the thought runs through your head. You're like, oh, is it going to be the same next year? Or is it going to struggle? And it's just even the new recruits that came in, we just seemed to take off where we ended that, uh, the season before. What is what is Dolly Menga like? Because it's the best <laughs> name in Scottish football. What's he like? <laughs> uh, on or off the pitch? Off the pitch. I don't care about on the pitch. Off the pitch. <laughs> off the pitch. Uh, crazy guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but ah, he's a good laugh. <laughs> who's, who, uh, who's like who's like the maddest in the dressing room? Because obviously there is a few characters in the Livingston team. Who's like the one that kind of the dressing room leader? The one that, and then who's the one that gets the party going? <laughs> uh, to get the party going, that's Dolly. <laughs> is it? Yes, Dolly Menga. I can totally imagine him in a booth with a bottle of Grey Goose and all that kind of stuff. He's that kind of guy. See the, see the, thing, see the thing is, he doesn't even drink. Is he not? He's just, cra- he's just crazy without it. Oh man, let's get him drunk. At your testimonial, let's get Dolly Menga drunk. Is, uh, he killed seven people. <laughs> is uh, Club Earth still open in Livingston? <laughs> I actually heard that's making a comeback. Is, is it really? Yeah. Oh, listen, get Dolly Menga there. Opening night. Opening night, I'm there. Uh, so uh, and <laughs> we veered off into Dolly yeah, Menga yeah. One of the things is Keegan because obviously you've done the ten years for um, Olivia, but you're split up. So you went to South Africa for a season. So how yeah. did, how did that come about? How was it out there? Because it's the same team, uh, Bidvest Wits, which is Simon Murray's team just now. Yeah, exact same team. Um, just my agent had been co- in contact with a few people from South Africa, um, and I went back there to see my family that year. And when I was over there, he. Uh, Asked if I'd go and uh, speak to a few people, and then just from there it sort of progressed. And 
I ended up not even coming back from a holiday. Just ended up staying over there for the year. <laughs> well, that's all right then. So the, you, it was just a year-long holiday. Yeah, what was the standard like? <laughs> um, standard's actually quite good, to be honest. Um, there's a lot of a, a lot of over there, but there's also a lot of players that play to the crowd. Like the crowd love if you do a skill, something like that. So. If, I very so you were fucked. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, was me done. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it was was it an experience you would never do again? Because it is a weird career to only do Livingston and a team in Johannesburg. Like, would you <laughs> would you go back out there once obviously uh, your time at Levy's done? Would you look at going abroad, or do you think Scottish football is where it's at for yourself? No, um, actually, my time over there um, playing wise. Didn't get the the chance that even the lifestyle. I loved the lifestyle when I was over there. So it never say never, but at this moment in time, uh, yeah, it's just in Scotland. You'll probably need to go and pick up Simon Murray's coffin at some point because if he's playing in thirty five degree heat as a ginger, he is nah, absolutely done. Exactly, repatriate his body. So, uh, in terms of uh, people might know Keegan uh, about your family, I don't know where that came from. That was quite a good line. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> I uh, yeah, your your family. You come from a family of of football players, um, and obviously uh, your your brothers all played with Livingston as well. Uh, what was it back in two thousand and ten? I'm reading. Not from oh, your Wikipedia page. A while ago. Yeah. So, Ed, what was that like playing with all your brothers? It must have just been like you know, all just growing up and, and going out in the back garden. See, I, it's hard to even describe because you just grow up playing football with like your brothers. So, playing with them at Livingston was just basically the same as just when we were growing up. It, it didn't feel any different. There's not no like. No weirdness. Of, I don't know. It's hard to describe it. Can you can you tell them apart? <laughs> yeah, they're not identical. Are they not? Oh, <laughs> really no, no, that'd be class, man. Because especially <laughs> imagine that before the game, the other team are getting like the, your man marking jobs. You've got to pick one guy. You'd be fucked. <laughs> you would be able to do it. I, I, by the way, I, there's a stat here. Don't know if this is true. It's uh, when you played against Albion Rovers in the third division. All uh, you and your three brothers all played. It's the yeah. only occasion in professional football, uh, in professional football, I should say, where four brothers have been on the field playing for the same team at the same time. Yeah, at the time I was told that, uh, <laughs> and as far as I'm aware, it's still, it's still that. Yeah. But you, but you recently had a baby, didn't you? I did, yes, was, three weeks ago. So you, is that your new plan? You're going to try to get five brothers in one team and take over your own record? <laughs> no, well, uh, had a wee girl, so oh, <laughs> my partner will be too ba- impressed. Aye, I'll ba- to ba- back to the shagging. <laughs> well, <okay. laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Need to produce a few more, I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, so in terms of the rest of the season, uh, Keegan, uh, with Livingston, it's uh, as we mentioned before, it has been... Uh, a dream sort of return to the top flight yeah. for Livy, and uh, you're you're safe from relegation. There's not going to be any of that hassle. I mean, you're barring an absolute collapse where you don't win a match between now and the end of the season, and Hamilton going on an amazing run. But that's not going to happen. Uh, is it just about trying to sneak into that top six? Listen, Johnston and Hibs are above you at the moment, but they are catchable before the split. No, definitely. Um, no, like you say, as long, as long as we don't have a collapse, but. No, nah, that will still be our target until we're mathematically safe. I think still concentrate on that. But uh, yeah, we're hoping hoping this put on a form uh, changes over the next few games and we get back to winning ways, and then we'll see where that takes us. And then, how was it? Let's go back to because obviously 
one of the weird things about us chatting to you is you essentially relegated my club. Um, how how was the playoff time? How do you feel about that? Oh, so shit. By the way, so shit because I get I get the email saying, "Do you want to do Keegan Jacobs testimonial?" And I was like, "No, I hate that guy. <laughs> like, why, why, why would I do that?" But as Ray was saying, it must have been a dream season last year because there was no expectations of you uh, going up at all. Never mind getting into the playoffs. But then, how did you find the playoff experience as well? As Ray says, because it's it's they're high pressure games, aren't they? helped us there was no pressure on us um, everyone sort of no rat us off but we're like oh they're just going on a good run and we just kept it going and then playoffs came and we I think we just had we had the momentum from getting in the playoffs winning the first few games of the playoffs so going into the final we're just full of confidence and I think just it was just the opposite for Patrick yeah we were, yeah. It was a, it was a low point, a, a very, very low point. But you've not, you've not continued your goal scoring form. You've got one this season. <laughs> so you're just saving it for Thistle. Is that all you're doing? Well, I was just about to say that <laughs> all my goals came against Thistle last yeah. year, so I don't know what's going to happen this I, year. <laughs> yeah, because I remember when I did some research on you today. In my head, last season I saw you play a few times, and you kept scoring. So I was like, "Oh, he's a proper goal scoring midfielder." And then I looked at it, and I was like, "No, he just hates me. That's all it is." <laughs> uh, just one thing, Keegan. Uh, I've just looked on a website, um, and it gives you what they think your current market value is. So, do you want to have a guess at what they're valuing you at just now? Um, this is for all games, not just games against Partick Thistle. So. And after that, and after that, we'll compare it to what they're uh, thinking. Dolly Menga oh, right, is okay, valued okay. at right. So, so oh, Keegan, no. what, what what do you think you're valued at at this moment in time? Honestly, probably about fifty thousand. No, uh, a lot higher. You are valued currently at one hundred fifty-eight thousand pounds. It's not bad. That's a, not bad. I'll take bedroom that. semi attached uh, yeah. to Livingston. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, Dolly Menga one eighty. Uh, 180 What? Dolly Vegas value <laughs> 180 grand Give me, give me one Livingston point No Just 180 180,000 180, I'm afraid Give me one <laughs> Livingston player You think you're worth more than And I'll double check for you <laughs> well, No This is pretty much saying I'm better than them <laughs> Yes So Let's go for Chris Erskine <laughs> No, no just... <laughs> Let's actually do Squiddy Let's do Because I'm seeing him next week So let's see if you're worth more than this is like the best prices right game (laughs) that we've ever played so are you worth more or less than Chris Erskine 315,000 Chris Erskine (laughs) that's been entered by a C Erskine I think there Yeah, so unlucky. You're was not that, even, was you're, that Ray that put that in? No, no. It turns out you're just not even half the man he is. That's what we found out today. Wow. I am going to start editing these. This is well fun. Yeah, so uh, Keegan, uh, all the best for the rest of the season at Livingston. Hope the testimonial goes well despite Ray's involvement. And uh, yeah, hope to speak to you again soon on Soccer FM. Cheers, pal. Yeah, thanks very much. Great speaking to you guys. So there he goes, Keegan Jacobs there. Uh, he's got his testimonial. He can't talk about it. Ray, you can't talk yes, about it. Yes, I'm, I'm performing on his testimonial dinner, which is on the... Oh, let's go. It's either the 22nd or the 23rd of March. It is the 22nd of March. Uh, myself, Des Clark, and uh, someone else who's a special guest will be performing that day. So he's a guy who... I think 
one of the guys that I think a lot of Scottish football likes and someone who's just been committed to a club, maybe had a bit more money offers. We talked about South Africa, but he's come back and he's taken Livy all the way through the leagues. He's played in every division for them. Yep. And he's played a numerous amount of games. So yeah, it'll be nice to be a part of that. So that's on the 22nd of March. So come down if you're a Livy fan and if you're not, come along because they need all the help they can get, let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. So it's 200 capacity, so there's 180 left probably. So yeah, nice. it'll be a good night. So head along and uh, see a night of comedy for Keegan Jacobs if you're a Livingston fan. Uh, give a little bit back to him because he's given a lot to the club over the years as yeah, well. Yeah, and he's so. given so much to Thistle. The absolute <laughs> dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so one final game that happened oh, today. Before... All right. Repatriate his body is the best thing you've ever said in an interview, by the way. I think it has. I, I spat in the screen. Yeah, that, because I didn't expect it happening. Yeah, that was that was a good line. I'm I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna clip that bit off and put it on my LinkedIn. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> there was one other match today. Uh, St. Johnson now Celtic two two late goals. One from James Forrest who then went off injured. Timothy Weir grabbing one with uh, a minute left as well. Christopher Iyer being sent off for Celtic late on as well. And I injury thought he time. died as well in the first half. Did you uh, see him after about twenty seconds. Or or something, I yeah. Thought he was dead. Eduard going off injured. The injuries are and racking Lustig, up. Lustig, which is a blessing. Uh, Rogic out for six weeks. Yes, and uh, the new right back came in. I can't remember his name. It uh, is Toljan. Toljan. Yeah. Toljan. Uh, he looked good. Looked all right. Yeah. He looked better than Lustig, uh, but not hard. I know you're a big fan of Lustig, and uh, <laughs> so shite but great tash. He, uh, um, yeah. So he went off injured. Toljan came in. Looked not bad. Scott Bain. Looks like he's number one goalkeeper, I would say. Yeah, well, I think they're going to swap and change. So I think, see, against teams that they're going to get pummeled against, so in big European games and stuff like that, I think Gordon will play because he's a better shot stopper. Okay. I think when they've got more time against the likes of your St. Johnson's, your Hamilton's, your St. Mirren's, they're going to play Bain because he's better at his feet and they're going to try and make him a playmaker. I Fine. think that's what they're going to do. We'll just need to wait and see. Speaking of goalkeepers... Santa Clark was great. He was superb today. Some amazing saves. And, you know, just to add to the chorus of why is he not in the Scotland squad, um, not entirely sure about that, to be honest with you. That was the classic last time when they um, when he called up Jamie McDonald and Jamie McDonald hasn't played since. <laughs> <laughs> he got dropped the following day and uh, oh, and hasn't gosh. played since so there you are uh, Xander Clark surely going to be in the Scotland squad which will be after you know the matches are not until the end of next month so a no, yeah it'll be mid-March I think they'll do it I'm a very big fan of um, subbing a sub I know it's through injury but I always enjoy seeing it that is good yeah and uh, I saw people saying that it should have been a penalty uh, when Edward went off, but the guy was just blocking. Mm, yeah, don't think right. so. Not for me at all. Uh, also, Tony Watt should have scored, but he shattered off the post. You know what I want to say as well, Andy Walker, right? <laughs> okay, you've you've leaned back and put your mic down. So this is gonna be a good wee rant. Andy Walker is is there one person who listens to this podcast? We get thousands of people listen to this every week. Surprisingly, surprisingly, is there one person? Who thinks Andy Walker is a good co-commentator? Well, bear in mind they listen, people listen to us, so they've got no taste. Well, <laughs> yeah, that, that's a very, that's no, a I, very th- I think he's very poor. Like there was a tackle in the first half, which I thought was an incredible tackle by Jason Kerr, and I can't remember who it was on, but he was saying, "Nope, it goes through. It's a penalty to Celtic. Willie Collins got that one wrong." I thought it was a superb tackle. It was a perfect tackle after he'd made a wee mistake, Kerr. And, you know, that's just one incident, obviously, that that I disagree with Andy Walker about, which is fine. But anyone, (laughs) I don't know anyone who goes, oh, good, Andy Walker's the go-call in this match. (laughs) Like, you know, even down south, like, some people like Carragher or like Neville or they hate them. Yeah. Uh, You know, Alan Smith, nobody ever goes, oh, I really hate Alan Smith. 
he's just a nothing character. But nobody says I really like him either. Andy Walker, though, is... I, 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 I don't know anyone who is a big fan of Andy Walker who co-commentates. Uh, I'm just... Martin Compson's tweeted, uh, still chuck out Andy Walker and Edward. Uh, if it was outside the box, you'd probably get a free kick. But if it was inside the box, so probably no penalty. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know exactly. It's just absolute nonsense all the time from Andy Walker. So uh, there you are. That's just a wee rant. Yeah, I um, when I was driving yesterday, I was going down to Marnock for a game. Oh, uh, two guys from Biffy Clyro were in the gig I did last night. Oh, nice one. Did they have beards? No, it was the Ben the Baldwin, the drummer, uh, no, and the other one. And um, I look more like the drummer from Biffy Clyro than <laughs> than he does. <laughs> So I was, was my opening line I was like Mate we've got the same head Yeah What's happening here You have a lot of lookalikes it's well, just fact, We have a lot of lookalikes as well To be fair Like I've got quite a Who few. else you got Apart from Neil Beaton And Liza Minnelli uh, John Barrowman I've had In the past Have you Barrowman <laughs> And Martin Hurdix uh, Ed Miliband I get quite regularly um, What other ones have I had Oh The one I got at school All the time Was Everybody Loves Raymond yeah, I can kind of see that. Yeah, again, I, and, and my son is even a sports writer and all that shit. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, I'll run through the Premiership table for you. Celtic on 54 points, a six-point lead ahead of Rangers in second, who are on 48. All uh, squared up in terms of the number of games they've played now as well. Aberdeen third on 46, then Kelly on 45 and fourth. Uh, Hearts m- uh, mudge up, mudge up? Hearts budge up uh, to 42 points in fifth place as well. Stretching ahead of St. Johnson, who are sixth on 37. Then the bottom six looks like this. We've got Hibs on 32, Livingston 30, Motherwell 30, Hamilton on 15 miles behind. Then we've got Dundee and St. Mirren, 14 and 12 points. So it's three, it's two from three, I should say, for the relegation places this season, it looks like. Right, let's go to the championship. And as we touched on earlier on, it's the Gary Caldwell revival at Furhill. Well, not Furhill yesterday, but a great result. That's our first away win of the season. That's incredible. Uh, Stephen Anderson scoring on his debut as well. Aidan Fitzpatrick. Uh, grabbing a goal and he's the, so good and then there was a late sort of what turned out to be a nothing goal from uh, Darren McCauley for Inverness but you must be delighted Ray that's uh, uh, four games unbeaten now that's the first time we've won back-to-back league games since March 2017 really? two years that's quite a long time there was yeah there's all stats we hadn't won a game when uh, Doctor Who was on for like two <laughs> years <laughs> or something like that and there's only only a Thistle fan would yeah there's all these kind of um, the Guy Caldwell is wheeling and dealing. He has done very, very, very well. Niall Keown's hardly played. Cammy Bell's hardly played. We punted them to St. Johnson and we got Stephen Anderson in. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not having you getting away with that. Because, like, a couple of weeks ago when they were punting Erskine, you were yes. raging. Yes, well, that's a good point. That is a good point. No, but I'm taking in this in this context. So this right, week, okay. we'll get back to the Erskine thing in a minute, right? So... This week he's done really well. We were trying for a, si- a striker. Supposedly, Tammy Man has come out and said we were trying to swap Miles Story for Nathan Austin. Okay. Which doesn't make sense for either club, if yeah. I'm honest. We, we're, we're lacking there. But out of the ins and outs, we're stronger than we were at the start of the window. Okay. We've lost guys like Jai Katongo for, I think he was signed. No, I can't say what I was going to say. Yeah, Cardo's uh, come in and done quite well. Injured, though. Yes. Um, Erskine is the big loss over the things, but over the transfer window. But. If we're going to play someone like Fitzpatrick and Cardell on the either side, there's not really a place for him. Mm-hmm. And Fitzpatrick's uh, 18, he is so exciting to watch. So exciting. He'll go for 
big money. I mean, I'm saying Thistle, big money. He'll probably be valued at a million and we'll sell him for about 200 grand like we did Liam Lindsay. Well, is he worth more or less than Dolly Menga? That's the big yeah. question. So. Well, he's valued it. Um, we turned down a bid, supposedly, from Norwich for 400,000. Okay. So he's he'll go on to, and we've tied him to a four-year deal, I think it is. Okay. So we'll do, we'll do well to keep a hold of him. But good. But also the thing is, yes, we're unbeaten in five games, four league games, um, five games in total. But we're still not out the relegation playoff bet 100% and not. also our Sittles and Falkirk are both unbeaten in four so mm. it's whether we catch the likes of a Dunfermline or an Alloa or a Morton or maybe even Queen of South could get dragged in depending they've lost to both Thistle and Falkirk in the last couple of weeks there's a big a few weeks coming up for all the teams down the bottom so so uh, yeah just before we move on I think Caldwell is steadying the ship okay I think he's taking incredibly long to do it and I think if we lose another couple of games there's going to be a lot of pressure on him. Okay. Well, it was a good result yesterday. It was also a good result for Falkirk. 3-0 winners against Queen of the South. Keeler Dunn uh, grabbing a goal. Also getting sent off as well. Uh, Edging Gelly, new signing from Dundee United. He was on the score sheet as well. And uh, Petra Vishovis, uh, I'm saying that's what I'm going for. Uh, yeah. He scored the third goal for Falkirk to round that's off the victory. Probably their best result of the season, I would say, um, especially considering the Queen of the South had been on a pretty decent run before that. So Falkirk is getting all very tight down the bottom because Aloha lost 3-1 at home to Air United yesterday. The Moth back on target, two goals for him, uh, and Shanklin's goal, obviously, in between the, from the penalty spot. Friend of the show, Alan Troughton, scoring one for Aloha as well. That was after uh, that was only a minute after Air United had taken the lead as well, so it was 1-1 at that stage. And uh, yeah, big important result for Air United because it keeps them in touch only three points off the top of the table yeah Michael Moffat scoring twice on the day his daughter was born as well oh. so he was meant to be left out Ian McCall phoned him in the morning and his missy said he could play so he went and played scored two goals congrats so nice. to Michael Moffat so, and um, family yes so there we are so. and Shankland back in getting a goal he's Keeping hold of him is going to be very, very good. Aye, well, they've got they've got him to the end of the season now, so that's all they'll care about. So, uh, talking of the top of the table, uh, the top three all won. Dundee United beat Morton 2-1. Uh, Safranco uh, getting a goal. And the new signing, Peter Paul. I'm really impressed with some of the business that uh, yes. Dundee United have done. Mark Reynolds in particular, yes. I think, is a cracking signing at this level. Uh, same with Paula and also... Connolly. Os- Connolly and Osman So as well, I think. Yes, yeah. so he, uh, he just came off the bench yesterday. Um, but you look at the, the off the bench yesterday. Dundee United brought Fraser Five A, Aidan Nesbitt, mm-hmm. who's a very good prospect, and Osmond. So that was the three subs they brought on. Aye, they've strengthened so well. I think Dundee United are looking good. They still are six points off the top of the league, though, or top of the league, I should say, because Ross County were two one winners at East End Park, coming from behind. Uh, goals by Billy McKay and Michael Gardine. A cracking second goal actually by Gardine. Uh, Cancelled out Bruce Anderson's opener in the first Such half. Such a Scottish name. It certainly is. I'm uh, pleased with that signing. I wasn't there yesterday, obviously, because I was at the rugby. Uh, so I was getting all the chat from the boys. And, you know, first half played really well, dominated them. They changed a couple of things at half time, brought Gardine on. We tired. Anderson had to go off because he was just screwed, basically. Yeah. He hasn't played in a wee while. Um, but created lots of chances in the first half. Sitting half, not good enough, though, again. However, it's not games against Ross County that are going to, you know, drag us back into relegation bother. It's the next few weeks because we have Inverness at home. We also have Thistle at yes. home as well. We've got Air away and we also have, uh, who's the other one? We've got Aloha as well, all coming what? up in the next four or five games. What's the Stevie Crawford chat? Because that's no wins in three. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, the, the, his first game was away at Tanadice. 
at Dundee United. So uh, then the following week was the Wraith Rovers game, which was abysmal. Morton last week was apparently just a, a diabolical game, and we still don't have we still didn't have a striker at that point as well. That's a game we were again apparently in controlling and didn't create anything, and uh, yeah, didn't take all three points. And yesterday we're playing Ross County, who are, who are still my favourites for winning the league. Were you happy with your transfer business? Uh, yes, I would have liked a couple more probably. And I think they, they would have liked a couple more. I would have taken another striker. I would have taken a centre half. Right. And a right back. Yeah, Danny Devine's quite gash, isn't he? Uh, he's not having the best of time, Danny Devine, at this moment in time. What's happened to um Mark Dunnan is injured. Right. And who was the right back that was Scotland under twenty ones and stuff? Ryan like? Williamson was playing yesterday, he's yeah. been in and out of the team, he's been injured as well. So hopefully he can pick up towards the end of the season because as you say, uh, we're dragged right back into it now. We're only four points off the bottom of the table. Relegation would be an absolute disaster. Um and Morton aren't clear yet either. And maybe no. even Queen in the South as you're saying. So it's all going to be very tight heading in towards the end of the season and it was uh, not a good result again yesterday for them filming week off next week so there's a couple of weeks to work on stuff right okay yeah get a few Tom Beedling was injured yesterday and missed the match uh, so hopefully by the time it comes around Louis Longridge as well has been out for ages using Longridge he is uh, is going to be like a new signing when he comes back so uh, still all hope is not lost but we need to get the finger out fairly soon because the table looks like this it's Ross County on 45 points Air United at 42 Dundee United 39 Inverness on 33 Queen of the South on 30 points just outside the playoffs then we've got Morton and 29 Dunfermline 25 Alloa 23 then the bottom two still despite wins yesterday Partick Thistle on 22 and Falkirk on 21 points this is Soccer FM with Stephen Mill and Ray Bradshaw let's move on uh, to League 1 yesterday uh, we will also talk about the East Fife debacle in a let's, second let's go there first what right. a shambles yeah so uh, I completely missed this I'm not so, going to lie the game uh, Bohemians against East Fife originally this was meant to be played a few months ago but the Irish uh, FA have said, oh, they're going to be on holiday and all this kind of stuff. Um, so we can't play then. So uh, it was postponed to accommodate the Irish League's winter break. Okay. So they arranged the game yesterday. At one thirty, they haven't told anyone this yet, by the way. At one thirty, um East Fife are told that um, the ref's not satisfied with the pitch, mm-hmm. but was willing to hold off. The game was called off at 2.53. So the players seven, had already done their warm up and everything. Seven it? minutes before the kickoff, and conven- all the fans understand. Conveniently, a lot of these five fans have been drinking in the social club attached to the stadium, mm-hmm. so they probably thought we're going to lose money if we pop them out right now. So let's keep them in a bit yeah. and try to see if it thaws out, and it didn't. So the SPFL are going to have a meeting on Monday to decide a date. I wouldn't be surprised to see Bohemians maybe called out. Chucked out for this, or not a chance? They don't. Or, have, they don't have the bollocks to do. Or that. the repeat play being played at East Fife. Nah, I I think um, nah, I I can't see the SPFL doing that because this is their pet project. Because they're going to need to decide soon because the semi final is uh, a week on Friday. Right. Yeah. I, the and Thistle play East Fife on Saturday. The whole revamp of the Challenge Cup. It's a shambles. It's a shocker. An absolute shocker. It should just go back to what it was, but this is their wee pet project. All of this is designed at trying to have 
a league cup or whatever that involves English teams, that involves Welsh teams as well. It's just an absolute shambles. I feel so sorry for East Fife and all the fans who travel across there. I think it's a shocking way to treat fans. Yeah. And the SPFL will do nothing about it because, as I say, this is their pet project. It wouldn't surprise me if uh, East Fife have to trek across back there next weekend. Honestly, I wouldn't surprise me. But they can't do it next weekend because the Scottish Cup team's on. Yeah. Well, I guess I that takes precedence. So. so it will be a midweek game, but you'd be fascinated to hear what Iron Brewer thinking of this. This is our big sponsored tournament. Yeah. And it's just been a shambles left right and centre. And was it Dunfermline who lost money chartering uh, to Borum Woods? Yeah. yeah it's it's just lots a, of clubs come out and said that. It's, it's just an absolute shambles, but it's uh, one of. Uh, the SBFL's pet project so there we are uh, let's move back to League 1 then uh, Wraith Rovers failing to take advantage of Arbroath not playing yesterday so it was 1-1 at Starts Park it was uh, yeah it was John Baird their old guy uh, their old striker coming back to haunt them uh, getting an equaliser with just a few minutes to go Montrose cracking result for them in one of the Angus derbies this season so 5-2 winners against Brecon so Watson grabbing a couple Henderson Harrington and Johnson Ewan Smith on the score sheet for Brecon as well, and it was 2 2 between Airdrie and Dumbarton. Daryl Duffy and Leighton McIntosh uh, getting the goals for Airdrie and Bobby Barr and Dom Thomas. Uh, Dom Thomas, I should say, on the score sheet for Jim Duffy's men. Yeah, two signings for those uh, six teams that you mentioned there that were on the score sheet yesterday, I think are going to be huge players. Dom Thomas at Dumbarton, mm-hmm. I think that's another great signing for them because they've lacked a bit of creativity, and he is the kind of player that I thought would have gone on to a lot more by now. But he's kind of floundered. They've lacked uh, a lot this season yeah, have, in, yeah. in many areas. Yeah. But yeah, Footballing I think ability. A, a decent uh, signing for and him. And the yeah. other one, Jamie Burjonas at Wraith uh, Rovers, who was on loan uh, from Rangers at Bury, wasn't really doing that well. They've taken Jordan Rossiter instead. Mm-hmm. So Burjonas is back up and he's punting straight out to Wraith. And I think he'll do well at this level. And because he's a guy that I know the Rangers team have said they've tipped him as a future. Uh, Rangers regular okay. but he's not really kicked on he's 20 now so this needs to be a big six months for him as I mentioned uh, Wraith Rovers not taking advantage of our both not playing yesterday so our both still 12 points clear at the top so it's down from 13 uh, but not really ideal for John McGlynn's men so they're second on 40 points just two points in front of East Fife now then 4-4 on 37 Montrose 32 Airdrie 31 then a wee gap down to Strunrar who are on 23 Breakin 22 Dumbarton 21 and Steny bottom of the league on 19 points that's going to be a wee interest I didn't realise Strunrar dropped that but so 23, 22, 21 and 19 for the bottom four places that's going to be exciting yeah it will be uh, very exciting towards the end of the season there was only one game on uh, thanks to the weather yesterday in League 2 and it was Edinburgh City who were 3-1 winners against bottom of the table Albion Rovers so they extend their lead at the top uh, obviously with Peterhead not being in action yesterday and uh, Edinburgh City have, won, have had two more games so far than Peterhead and I think one of the best bits of business that you'll see all season is Edinburgh City keeping hold of Blair Henderson mm-hmm. who was linked with a lot of kind of lower top flight clubs and championship clubs uh, 23 goals he's averaging a goal every 89 minutes in the league this season which is incredible he's 12 ahead of the nearest top scorer in League 2 which is Rory McAllister nice one Edinburgh City then on 51 points having played a couple games more than Peter Hedger on 47 then we've got Clyde on 45 and in 34 still in Albion 28 Elgin City on 26 Cowdenby 25 Queen's Park 24 Berwick Rangers 14 and it looks like it's going to be the relegation playoff for Albion Rovers after another defeat yesterday so there you are that is your round up of the SPFL I was looking at my bets right earlier on from the start of the season or from yesterday or what from the start of the season okay and uh, let me in fact let let me tell you right because this is quite exciting so I put uh, six teams on 
fiver each way, mm-hmm. and it was for teams one in the league. So let me run through them. So I've got Peterhead. Okay. Arbroath. Okay. Ross County. Oh. And then I've got three from down south. Lincoln. Right, I don't know the English. Where Lincoln? Top of the league. Okay. Barnsley, second in the league. Right. And Middlesbrough, who are, I think, fourth. But it's not bad. if they win their game in hand, they'll be three points off the top. Right. Would you like to guess the possible returns? Oh. So is it trebles? You've got them as as in or three two separate threes. No, it's an accumulator of all six of all six, and I've also got an each way accumulator. How spells. how much you put on them? Uh, it's, I think it's a fiver, so it's either two. Fi- so the way yeah. each way works, yeah, you yeah. get two pound fifty on the win and two pounds. So for the outright win, I think you're looking at what fifty thousand something. Like Hundred eighty four thousand. Fuck's sake! If the each way comes in, I'll still win a few grand. But I think the each way is you know looking pretty decent. What's I mean, each way top four or top three? So obviously Peterhead are going to finish top three. Our both Arbroath. are going to finish top yeah. three. And County? Other, Ross County are going to finish top three. And So Middlesbrough is the one that might fuck you. Middlesbrough is the only one that might screw me a wee bit. I really hope one of your teams finishes fourth. It would just be so beautiful. Oh, no, and I hope it's our growth and you can join me in my hatred. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't even... Is it mathematically possible for them to finish fourth? Let's see what the I gap mean, is. I mean, surely not. It's not. The gap isn't that much. They are. So from fourth just now... They are, in fact, no, they're only 15 points ahead of fourth, so it's not. With how many games left? 12? Uh, no, 14, 14. 14 games left. So 15 points ahead with 14 games to go. So once our both lock in that top three finish, I'll be fairly happy. So there you are. Uh, right, let's look ahead to what's happening in the week coming in Scottish football. Uh, East Fife versus Thistle. I mean, it might go ahead. They might probably bump it off for yeah. the Andrew Cup game. Are you, are you going? Are you excited then? I am not going because I am organising a Chris Doolan testimonial event, which means I can't go to the game. Right. So I need to be at the theatre for six. Bayview, it's not that doable. Um, so what will happen is the team bus is going to drop a couple of the players off at the theatre straight after. Right. So I need to be doing there all the dog's body things. I'm annoyed because I've never been to Bayview. Uh, you're not missing out on anything whatsoever. It's a shit. I think I've only got about six grounds to go, so I would have liked to. Yeah. We were talking about that in the car the other day when we ran out of chat. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think uh, so, yeah. Like, what's your favourite type of crisps? Yeah, Monster Munch Flaming Hot. Is it? I quite like a salt and vinegar disco. Yeah, oh, I, I mean, I do like them as well. I mean, you'll, you'll struggle to find a crisp that I don't like, apart from... Hula hoops? Yep, like hula hoops. Oh, I thought you could be raging about them. No, no, I like hula hoops. Uh, the only ones I really don't like in terms of a flavour, in fact, there's two, I don't like prawn cocktail crisps. Uh, yeah, overrated. Massively um, overrated. I don't mind a skip. I'll take a skip. Um, but I'm not into, you know, Walker's prawn cocktail. They're, nah. for, they're for pervert. What about smoky bacon? Yeah. <laughs> No, I love uh, I love smoky bacon. They're really good. Uh, I don't like fact, a tomato a tomato and my uh, kid on my flatmate bought the worst packet multi pack of crisps I've ever seen in my life. I had Walkers a, are it was Walkers right. a roast chicken. Who's wanting roast oh, chicken? That's anyway, a yellow packet. Uh, the other ones, the other ones. Oh fuck! I'll eat them. There's nothing yeah. else left. Sort of thing. Roast chicken. It was like Worcester sauce. Nah, I can't. Yeah, you know, it, it was the most bizarre and plain, in plain crisps. <laughs> I don't mind a pl- I don't mind a ready salted. I don't mind a ready salted, but they wouldn't be my first choice. So where do you stand in cheese and onion? Yeah, big fan cheese and onion. I like uh, McCoy's cheese and onion. Yeah, sure. I like uh, I like sour cream and chive Pringles. Oh, yeah, they are good. Yeah, they are good. I like, like them. So yeah. now we're just naming crisps that we like. I think uh, sensations overrated. 
Yes, I would agree with that. You've, everyone goes on about chili, Thai uh, sweet chili, Thai sweet chili. Nah, I mean I'd eat them again. You, there are very few I wouldn't eat. I wouldn't Here's eat. Here's a question of. for you, right? I don't know if we ever talked about this. What would you get from the chippy? What do you think I get for the chippy? Right, see, this is the thing because I've had you down as a boring, basic bitch fish supper, mm-hmm. but I can occasionally seen you go for a king rib. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a king. Neither have I. What'd you go for? Uh, I like a sausage supper. Ah, so do I. It's the best, isn't it? If I'm being perfectly honest with you, I love a sausage supper. Do you got a pickle? Uh, yes, uh, I always take a pickle. And uh, obviously, you're from Glasgow, but yes, uh, and so you're going sauce. But if, 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 when we go into the chippy, and I'm sure there'll be other people, Dunfermline people, will back this up. You say everything on it, so that means it's salt, vinegar, and sauce. Salt, vinegar, and brown sauce, and the good brown sauce. Why? What's it? Oh, is that the watered down shake that you like? Nah, it's not watered down. Uh, apparently, it's not. I, I was speaking to a chippy insider, uh, <laughs> <laughs> not that long ago, and uh, they were saying that it's not watered down with vinegar or anything. That's just how it tastes. So that's that's a wee bit inside right. knowledge. Fi- the final scan question for you: Pecora, what what's your, what do you think the best one is? I was I like having this argument with Haley the other day. Chicken. Chicken's the best. Yeah. She said veg or mushroom. And you married this woman. <laughs> I, after Picora Gate, I found yeah, out. But. Ex- exactly, yeah. Oh, you obviously hadn't discussed that before the nuptials. I mean, that would have been a deal breaker the, I, for me. Well, the buffet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What the fuck do you call this? I, um, uh, yeah, no. And I saw, I went to uh, Indian just before Christmas and they had egg Picora. And one of the boys I was with, Ross, he was like... Imagine the fucking farts you would do the well, next day. he was like... <laughs> he was like, I'm going to get it. So it was like... Uh, me, Haley. Was it eggplant? Because sometimes well, they cut egg pakora. Right. And he was like, I need to get this. And I was like, You definitely don't, mate. <laughs> like, I'm downwind. I like, don't get it. And he was like, No, I'm getting the egg pakora. And he got it. <laughs> and it was just a boiled egg and batter, right? But he bit into it and he was like, Well, that's not the colour an egg should be. Oh, was it green? Oh, it was fucking horrible. I know, but sometimes eggs go like that. Yeah, well, that's what the guy said. But also, we were. <laughs> We're in the pub later on, like two hours later, and he was like, I can still taste egg. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd be like, sitting, he'd be like, do you know kind of way you can you see someone oh, gagging? And he'd be like, oh, I just remember the egg. That would be horrific. So, the next day would have been, his room would have been, you know, <laughs> <yeah>. fumigation. <laughs> like, absolutely horrific. Soccer FM trip out to get egg pakora. So St. Mirren are playing Dundee United <laughs> next week in the Scottish Cup, uh, running through the Are we fixtures. doing the cup first? Uh, yeah, we'll, the, do, we'll yeah. do the cup first, and then we'll go to the midweek one. So St. Mirren versus Dundee United, then Hibs at Wraith Rovers, Aberdeen, Queen of the South, Hearts versus versus Auchinleck big day for Talbot there uh, Celtic versus St Johnson is happening as well that is on the Sunday yeah. uh, Ross County also playing Inverness on the Monday night also missed out one other game which was Kilmarnock versus Rangers which is a quarter past five kickoff next Saturday night there are some midweek fixtures in the SBFL we touched on it earlier on Aberdeen versus Rangers probably the pick of the bunch and Celtic versus Hibs will they have a new manager yeah. in place who knows I think Eddie Mays come out and said he's expecting to take the team for Celtic but by Scottish Cup game on Saturday he should be someone else in. Fair enough. Dundee versus Kilmarnock happening midweek. Hamilton versus St Johnson. Hearts v Livingston and St Mirren against Motherwell. So uh, that is uh, pretty much it in terms of what's happening over the next week. Yeah, so I know there are a few lower league fixtures next week. Do you, you got them up there? Yeah, I've got them up there. So uh, there's only one championship game this week. Aloha playing Falkirk. That's a derby, isn't it? It is a derby, yeah. And then for League One on Tuesday, Stranraer are playing Stenhouse Muir. That was a game that's called off yesterday. And then there are also League One fixtures on Saturday. There's a both East and Rar, Forfa against Airdrie and Stenhouse, uh, Stepping House Muir against mm-hmm. Montrose so and League 2 
two fixtures full round all the teams are out of the cup sadly Albion Rovers against Elgin City and Athletic against Clyde Bet Rangers Sterling Albion Peterhead against Edinburgh City that's a nice wee tasty one it certainly is yeah and, that's probably the pick of the games yeah and Queen's Park Cowdenbeath to round off the weekend excellent what you got on this week Ray anything exciting uh, down south I'm doing the tour support for Larry Dean tonight because I didn't read my email properly right. um, so <laughs> I'm doing that at the end of a stand and then I, I'm down south gigging then back up for doing the Rotunda and Chris Doolan's testimonial I did four gigs yesterday that's quite a lot I know for Saturday yeah like, I'm pretty lot. good at comedy so yeah. it works out after I did after the live show I did a gig pushed oh well that's fine you do that all the time what I should say is more details me and you will be doing a gig at the end of March Oh yeah, um, so we're not allowed to talk about. I don't know now. anything about this, if I'm honest. Uh, you yeah, just messaged me saying put this in the diary. Yeah, so me and Ray are doing another gig. It's not a live show of have you, sorts. Have we'll... you guys heard of the Chippendales? Yeah, exactly. Well, I've got insider chipping knowledge, obviously. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so that's fine. So Chippendales. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember. It. I can't believe I used the phrase. I was speaking to a chippy insider. <laughs> I love it. That was great. Like it was on dispatches. That's the kind of thing that. A Sun article would yeah. say a chippy insider said King Rib has gone down eighty two percent in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so uh, anything else on this week? Nah, just gigging. Really, I've moved into house. I've got a new kitchen, all that kind of stuff. What about you? Uh, not much on this week. I don't think. Don't think I've got much on this week. Um, just sort of out and about a couple of nights. Got some events on and all this stuff. Out so. and about. What you got? Uh, oh, just Man some, about town. I've just been invited to some stuff. More than freebies? Anything. So freebies, yeah. And uh, I've got work tonight on Friday. So What um, are you doing for it? Getting steaming. Nice. Have, <laughs> so, you, have you done that before? Uh, once or twice since the start of this podcast. So, uh, <laughs> so that is uh, pretty much it for this week. Uh, thank you very much for listening. As always, hope you enjoyed the show. There's more on our Twitter at Scott Soccer FM. Like us on Facebook. Comment on our own forum at pieandbovro.com. Get in touch for anything you have for us. But from now, it's goodbye from me, Stephen Mill, and you, Ray Bradshaw. Stephen Mill is a disgrace to humanity. This has been Soccer FM. Good luck to all your teams, and we'll catch you next time for some more Soccer FM and rugby chat. <laughs>